Welcome, friends, to the very first episode of the Gridiron Summit podcast, where we discuss everything NFL. My name is Bryce, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Jacob. The last couple weeks have been a little hectic getting this show started. Draft night, I mentioned it to Jake, thinking it'd be something we do in three to four years. This isn't what I expected at all. Yeah, you know, I, I was sitting there with Bryce, and I thought, you know, picks are fresh in my mind. We've got friends who want to hear what we have to say about their favorite teams. I had a couple friends texting me after the draft going, who's this guy? Or was this? Or what are we doing? What's our team doing? And I said, you know, why not now? Let's make it happen now. Picks are fresh in our head. Let's get it out. Get all our football thoughts out into the universe and see what people think and respond and probably get some haters coming after us. But... So yeah, let's get started here. On the first episode, we're going to discuss each team in the NFC, their draft grade. So to get us started off, we're going to go with the Cowboys. Bryce, tell me what you thought about the Cowboys draft. Overall, I thought it was one of the better classes of this draft. Um, They used their first six picks on defense, which they needed to address heavily. I loved the trade down and grab of Micah Parsons. He's one of the better um, players in this class. Um, Jake, what would you think? I think you nailed nailed it on the head with attacking the defense. Everyone knows that was their their Achilles heel last week. They couldn't stop anybody, right? So you had Micah Parsons. I know he has some question marks as far as uh, maybe a little bit of a locker room situation at Penn State, and that's for – we won't dive into that. That's for all of you to – Google on your own time, but assuming he can fit in with the NFL locker rooms and that doesn't create an issue, I think that's a great fit. And to double down on it, adding Jabril Cox from LSU was fantastic. The guy's an animal. I think my only thing with that is how does that work with Jalen Smith there and Leighton Vanderesh? I know they declined Vanderesh's fifth-year option. I'm just going to be curious to see how that um, position group is going to play out. But I think in addition to that, I mean, uh, Joseph out of Kentucky, he'll be a day one starter opposite Diggs. Um, I really think they killed it as far as getting who they needed on defense, and honestly, they're one of the better drafts. So that being said, I gave them a B plus. I think they killed it, Bryce. I thought they get, they were a B plus as well. Awesome, awesome. So going into our next NFC East team is the Philadelphia Eagles, and their first pick was Devonte Smith, who. We all know that's who they wanted, that's, and that's what they got. My only concern with that, okay, you spent a first-round pick last year on a receiver as well. So it just starts, you start to wonder, okay, how much capital are we going to invest in that position? But getting Landon Dickerson in round two, you have a, arguably the best center in the draft. That was, that was great. And I think one of the untalked about or not talked about steals in the draft was Kenneth Gainwell in round five. Great running back to add. Bryce, what do you got on the Eagles? Yeah, I totally agree with the Gainwell pick. Love that one. Um, going back, reiterating what you said about Devontae Smith. We also uh, used a second-round pick on J.J. Ortega-Whiteside a couple years ago. So that's a lot of capital you're investing in the wide receiver room. Hopefully it works out with Devontae Smith, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, love the Dickerson pick. The only thing was... I have injury. I have questions about the injuries, but great player overall. So I gave him a, a B for this class. Jake, what did you think? Yeah, I gave him a B as well. I, th- I think they had a really solid class. There are some question marks, but there are some potential to have some stars in this draft. 
I do want to say one thing. Those of you who listened that noticed that Bryce said we. He's wearing a Philly Eagles shirt right now. Huge fan, just so you know. That is correct. So next, we have the New York football Giants. Overall, solid class. Absolutely loved the trade down and grabbing Kadarius Toney. Um, adding the first round pick for next year, big plus. Um, loved the pick of Aaron Robinson in the third round. The only question I had was grabbing Gary Brightwell, a, a special team running back in the fourth round. Didn't seem like a great pick. Jake, what do you think of that class? Yeah, I, I think a lot of those points I agree with. I love the trade down. It seems to me that the media has a really fun time making fun of Dave Gettleman and criticizing everything he does. But I think you look at the last couple drafts and he's really hit home runs. Trading down to get Kadarius Toney, I mean, you listen to different scouts talking. If you watch the film too, there might not be that big of a gap between Kadarius Toney and, say, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. So they got the kind of wide receiver that they wanted while getting more picks. I think that's awesome. Uh, Aziz Ojolari, this was a position that I was really hoping that they would attack was edge. And they did that with getting him. I know there's some questions about his knees. Sounds like the Giants are okay with those as far as the medical team. Like Bryce alluded to, getting Aaron Robinson out of UCF, a cornerback who can play inside or outside. I think that was a great pick. That'll give them some depth. And now a pretty deep defensive back group for them. Um, and to just what they didn't do right, I thought, again with Bryce, Gary Brightwell, I would have liked to see them go running back a little higher or maybe a different one. Um, obviously, offensive line, too. We all know New York Giants have struggled with their offensive line for the last so many years. I can't count. But those are the two positions that okay, kind of keep you up at night. But overall, I thought a really good draft. What did you have for a grade? I uh, completely agree with your points on the offense, offensive line. Wish they would have addressed that more. So I give them a B minus. But solid class overall. Yeah. I got a B plus. Um, I thought Big Blue did a good job. And kudos to Dave Gettleman, like I said. All right. So following up, New York Giants, our final NFC East team, is the Washington football team. I, I really like... This draft. The the first pick with Jameen Davis, running back out of Kentucky, it's not my favorite pick. I wasn't a huge fan of his coming out. I know he was kind of a late riser, Bryce, as we were kind of talking about. Um, he started to shoot up draft boards. I think he's a little hesitant in the run game from what I've watched. I think he's a great athlete, and I think he's great in pass protection. And I think he's a player that can be coached up and be a really good, solid linebacker. I really liked the Samuel Cosme pick, probably the most tested Offensive tackle in this class. Um, that's a great pick. And those of you who know me and have talked to me, I love Deami Brown out of North Carolina. I think that was an absolute steal in round three. Absolute round three, absolute steal. So I'm really excited about that. Bryce, what, what did you have for the yeah. football team? Yeah, I think they're a really solid team, potential playoff team here soon. Um, so they didn't have very many holes to fill, but they did attack those holes um, early in this class. Loved, again, loves the Deami Brown pick, like Jake said. Um, Sam, Sam Cosby, great pick in the second round. But I will reiterate what Jake said about Jameen Davis. Felt like a little bit of a reach on him. But overall, solid player in a position of need. And, and another thing, too, I, that I 
we all know that their quarterback position's kind of an interesting one. You've got Ryan Fitzpatrick there, um, Kyle Allen. It's just interesting to think, what if they would have traded up and came away, or even stayed where they were, and came away with possibly a quarterback for the future? Just interesting to think, because it does feel like probably they're missing piece now as far as long-term. But I think they really added to an already very good team. Yeah, so overall, I gave them a B-plus for this class. Um, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, we're going to agree on this one. B-plus, too. I think they hit positions of need. I think they really got some good value as well. Next up, we're going to the NFC North, and we're starting with the Chicago Bears. Overall, liked what they did with going up and getting Justin Fields, even though I'm not the biggest fan of his. Um, loved grabbing Tevin Jenkins in the second. They really needed to address the offensive line, and they did that with a, a great pick there. Um, Jake, what do you think of it? Yeah, I think you hit it on the nail. I'm a little higher on Justin Fields, the quarterback out of Ohio State, than you are, but I think we can both agree that you've got Matt Nagy there, and you've got Ryan Pace, and if with what they have, they probably, they'll barely make the playoffs if they do, and if they don't, they get fired. So why not take a shot? Why not be aggressive right. and trade up and get your guy, whether that whether you're big on fields or not? Um, my biggest hole on this team even was bigger than quarterback to me was the offensive line. I think it's we all you know quarterback is king, but getting um, Tevin Jenkins and Brom out of Missouri that was huge for me. I think that was my favorite moves that they did make because I don't care if it's Andy Dalton or it's Justin Field or it's Johnny Unitas, for all I care. If they don't have a good offensive line, why does it matter, right? I think the Bears honestly killed it. I think they had, in my opinion, a top-five draft, whether you are big on fields or not. I think they hit what they had to hit, and I think they did it in a good manner. So that being said, I gave the Chicago Bears an A. I know that's going to make a lot of people around here happy, <laughs> um, as we are Midwesterners. Good job, Bears. A, A from me. Bryce, what did you have? Yeah, so I gave them a B. The only negative I had on them was they only had two picks in the first four rounds. I think he nailed it with the comment about the picks. I mean, Ryan Pace is notorious for trading up in the draft, and that does lose you picks. And we have, we can all remember the Cleo Mack trade, too, losing some picks there. You trade up to get who you want, but Bryce is right. It would have been nice to have even more with a team that does have some holes and, honestly, some positions that are aging. So I'm with you there, Bryce. Okay, our next NFC North team is the Detroit Lions. Bryce knows I like this draft, but I'm going to let him go first. Bryce, what you have? I love this draft. I think it was probably the best class of this draft. Um, and a team that's rebuilding, the one thing you want to do is attack the trenches. It's a valuable position to grab, and they did that over and over again. Loved the Penny Sewell pick in the first round. Loved the Lee McNeil pick in the third round. I didn't. I don't love Levi Uzurike in the second, but again, it's another defensive lineman that you is very valuable to have in this kind of rebuilding situation. Yeah, exactly. They in for a team that's led by Dan Campbell, as we all know, Mister uh, Biting Kneecaps. You want to get big, tough, rough, mean players on offensive and defensive line. That's going to set the tone for what this team is and their culture. So. Like Bryce said, getting Penai Sewell, one of the best offensive tackles in the draft, getting Wuzuriki and McNeil in round two and three, great grabs. That'll make them a very, very tough 
team. And another player I like that they grab, who I was a big fan of out of USC, is the receiver, Amon St. Brown. I think he's going to be a really good player there. I think he'll add a lot of options to their offense. And it's just really good moves for a team that looks to be rebuilding, but honestly, rebranding completely. So my grade, A-, minus. like I said, one of my favorite draft classes. Bryce, what would you have for a grade? So I give him an A. Uh, for that class, loved what they did, loved the position, the direction that they're going as a team. Um, overall, again, just loved loved that class a lot. Um, next, we're going with the Green Bay Packers. Overall, I thought it was a pretty confusing class. Um, Eric Stokes in the first, I think that was a reach. He was one of those workout warriors, very fast corners. I think he ran the fastest time of any of any players in this draft class. I don't know if they just fell in love with that or what, but um, didn't love that pick. Ari Rogers in the third, love that one. But again, just a confusing class for where they're headed in for their franchise. Yeah, I agree, Bryce. This seems to be the team every year that we are all talking about after the draft, kind of going, what are they doing? Last year, we all know is Jordan Love, and we're still feeling the ramifications of that in our current week of in May of the year later. But I think Bryce nailed it. It's just, it's hard to sometimes pinpoint what they're doing. Obviously, we all know cornerback was a need for the Green Bay Packers. So Eric Stokes, okay, you fill the position, but it does feel like a little bit of a reach. Very, very fast corner. And you do obviously want your corners to be fast, but it does kind of feel like, is this a player that we're more in love with because of his measurables than what he actually is? I think grabbing Myers to replace Lindsey on the offensive line, specifically at center, was a good pick. I'm with Bryce. Amari Rogers out of Clemson. I think this was a steal. I think he was overlooked. I don't know if it's just the allure of all the players on Clemson, maybe a little bit of an injury too. But either way, I think that was a really good grab. But kind of just, just not a class that gets you super pumped up about the Green Bay Packers. Good players. Hard to see uh, what they could be, we'll find out. I gave him a C plus, Bryce. I, I gave him a C. So basically, it's not on the same page here. Just, again, confusing class um, uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Next up, NFC North, our final NFC North team, the Minnesota Vikings. This was a very interesting class. Bryce and I have had a lot of conversation about this. We've got friends who are Vikings fans. A lot of questions from them, too, that we were trying to answer, trying to pinpoint what exactly are they doing. I think we can both say Christian Derrissaw, the offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech, great pick for them in the first round. They need offensive line help. you got to keep Kirk Cousins up, right? Give him time to throw. Really good pick. I think an underrated offensive tackle. It felt like a lot of the appeal was Sewell and yet Slater. Um, early in the first round. Two really good tackles, but I think Derrissaw is really up in that tier, and I think he just got overlooked a little bit. Following the Derrissaw pick, in round three, they grabbed Kellen Mond. I'm a big fan of Kellen Mond, quarterback out of Texas A&M. It, it's somebody to groom behind Kirk Cousins, really athletic player, has a great arm, a really good arm. I think another player that might have been overlooked, and maybe it's just not everybody's style. I think that's part of it, too. Um, maybe what he was asked to do at Texas A&M by Jimbo Fisher as well. But the following pick to that was Chad Surratt, linebacker out of North Carolina. 
player I'm a big fan of actually played quarterback before becoming a linebacker. I think the only thing that kind of catches me off guard with those two picks is a team that looks ready to win now. They have a lot of uh, veterans, really good, talented players. So it feels like a team, and a team that just a couple years ago made two years in a row playoff runs. So it feels like a team that's ready to win now, but you're taking a quarterback behind Kirk Cousins, and you're taking a linebacker who's probably needs some time to groom for the NFL game. Just kind of, it's hard to say, are we winning now? Are we building for the future at the same time? Are we win now mode again? It's just hard. Bryce, what did you have for the Vikings? Yeah, this is probably the team I was most confused on. I liked their class, but again, we're going back to the direction of the team. Like Jake said, a team that's built to win now, but this draft seemed like a, uh, a draft where you're building for the future. We've, ta- we've had very many, or many discussions about how, the direction of this team, and we're, we're both confused. It, it Again, they seem like a win-now team, but they're not acting like that in this draft class, at least in my eyes. So with this class, love the class again. The direction is what confused me. I gave them an A- for the class. Jake? Yeah, I have an A- too. Again, I'm with Bryce. I like the players they drafted. I, 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 I think they're really talented players that have star potential. It's just hard to see what the vision is for the team. And another player, too, that we kind of neglected to talk about, Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State is a very good um, guard that I think is going to translate very well to NFL and probably could start right away if needed. Yeah, I agree. I really like that Wyatt Davis pick, too. Addressing the offensive line again after they right after they addressed it in the first round with Derisaw. Again, love that pick. Yeah, and another player, too, Kenny Nwangu out of Iowa State, running back in the fourth round. I didn't love this pick. I just wonder, he, he was primarily a special teams player there, a returner. He's got speed, and that's great. It just makes you wonder in the fourth round, can you get someone that's maybe more of an immediate contributor? But a good pick, Amir Smith-Marset, wide receiver out of Iowa. Production machine there, really good player. I, I think there's a talent there. And honestly, with Adam Thielen and then Justin Jefferson, I know they have Chad Beebe, but you could look at getting a third or another fourth option receiver. I, I like what they did in the middle rounds as well. Overall, then, I gave them an A-. minus. Good class. Good job by the Minnesota Vikings. And next up, we've got the NFC South. Starting off with the Atlanta Falcons. Bryce, what did you think of their draft? Overall, um, made win-now moves, but I don't think they're a win-now team. I would have loved if they grabbed a quarterback at number four. However, they did grab probably the best player in this class in Kyle Pitts out of the tight end out of Florida. Um, just a difference of opinion, I guess. I don't think they're win now. They do. Can't knock them too much for that, I guess. Um, I did love their pick in the second round with Richie Grant. I think he's the best safety in this class out of UCF. Um, Jake, what'd you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I, Especially with Richie Grant, I think that he was a top-tier safety in a class that seemed to kind of get overlooked this year. Didn't have a lot of buzz to it, but I think he's a really solid player. Kyle Pitts, you know, maybe take out Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Might have been the best player in the class, in the entire draft. So Falcons walking away with him, that's just a really great player that will fit well into their offense. 
Obviously, when you're picking that high, you'd love to get a quarterback, especially with Matt Ryan being in his er er high 30s. But with that contract, I'm wondering if they thought we got to roll with Matt. And Matt still has stuff left in the tank, too. Um, I I think overall, the Falcons had a good draft. Like Bryce mentioned, it's interesting to see, are they win-now mode? Are they kind of rebuilding? That defense needed a lot of holes filled, and it didn't seem like that totally got addressed this draft. But Arthur Smith's going to come in, and with already a lot of tools on offense, you know they're going to score points. It might make up a little bit for a defense that still needs a little bit of rebuilding. I gave them a B, a class that didn't overly excite me, but they did get some really good players in the first couple rounds. Bryce, what did you give them for a grade? Yeah, I give them a C plus. Again, I just wish that they would have taken a quarterback there. I mean, how many times do you draft in the top five? Even the top ten. How many times do you draft in the top ten? You're not up there all the time, ideally. So I would have liked them to take a quarterback. But again, taking the, probably the best player in this class, Kyle Pitts, is nothing to be upset about. Yeah, and I, I think one thing to focus on, too, as you mentioned about taking a quarterback is, and this has been spoken about a lot, too, is Matt Ryan's contract. They extended him for two years, which makes it hard to take a quarterback that you're going to sit, especially, let's say they were looking at Trey Lance. Trey Lance, you know, has played one game in the last, is it two years because of COVID? So it's hard to justify having him sit behind Matt Ryan for at another year and maybe even another two years. So B for me. And as we said, Bryce had a C plus. Next, we have the Carolina Panthers in the NFC South. First pick was J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. I'm not huge on Horn. When I did my player rankings, he was not at the top by any means. I think the problem that I have a little bit with him is I'm a little concerned with, is he going to be keep, be able to keep up with the speed of NFL wide receivers? He was caught grabbing a lot in college. If you take a look at some of his games, is he a player that's going to get called for pass interference in the NFL? We're going to find out. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. But it was a position that you knew that they were going to go after. So kudos to them for getting their guy. The next player that they took was, Terrace Marshall out of LSU. I thought that was a really good pick in round two. Um, Rondell Moore, the wide receiver out of Purdue, went earlier than him. And I think Terrace Marshall has a better career ahead, in my opinion. They got a tackle out of BYU and Brady Christensen that I think is going to be a good pick to uh, put there in a rotation with Greg Little and, um, and Taylor Moten. Anytime you can add to your offensive line, I think that's a win. Another player they got was an, out of Notre Dame was the tight end Tremble, who is known for his malicious blocking. I'm excited to see, though, at the next level with some more coaching. He could be a very, very good tight end in this league that I'm excited to see. Going down deeper into the draft, you've got Chuba Hubbard, running back at Oklahoma State, who two years ago we all knew. He was that kind of a household name in the college football scene. I still think he's a really good running back. I don't know if he's necessarily a star at the NFL level, but getting depth behind Christian McCaffrey, who was really banged up last year, I think was a win. And getting Davion Nixon out of Iowa in round five, a player on the defensive line that some scouts I know had way higher than round five on their board. So getting him in round five to me was a steal. Um, Bryce, what did you think of the Panthers draft? Yeah, just reiterating what you said. I mean, I think they had solid players in those middle rounds. 
Um, but going back to their first-round pick, they really needed a corner. We all knew that. I, again, I didn't like the J.C. Horn pick. Um, he Again, he gets a little gri- bit grabby. He reminds me of Trey Waynes when he was coming out of Michigan State, a cornerback the Vikings took a few years ago. Same problem. So we'll see if it they have about a similar career. And then the Chubba Hubbard pick. I really like that pick. It's a really good change of pace back to put behind Christian McCaffrey. I think one thing that's going to be really fun to see about the Carolina Panthers is, so we all know that they traded for Sam Darnold from the New York Jets quarterback. So uh, they passed on taking Justin Fields. They passed on taking Mac Jones. It'll be really interesting to see how Sam Darnold's year goes. He's probably only going to get a one-year audition in Carolina. They're either going to know if he's their guy or not. So it'll be interesting to see if Fields and Mac Jones rise to stardom and will the Panthers kind of bite taking Sam Darnold, or are they going to be thrilled they took Sam Darnold? And adding, you know, to the offensive line and weapons to throw to, and even another running back, I think that was really great to add to the offense to help Sam Darnold thrive. If you're going to trade for a quarterback like that, you better give him everything you can to succeed. Bryce, what are your thoughts on Sam Darnold going to the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Sam Darnold, but it's a low-risk, high-reward option. So... Overall, this class of the Panthers, I gave them a B minus. Jake, what'd you think? I gave them an A minus. While JC Horn's not my favorite cornerback in this class, I really, really enjoyed their middle round picks. Marshall, Christensen, Tremble, Hubbard, Nixon. I think they really built a lot of depth and foundation with those picks. I think they're gonna contribute. I'm really excited about those picks for the Carolina Panthers. A minus for me. So, next up, we've got the New Orleans Saints, Bryce. Yeah, so I think it was one of the more confusing classes in this draft. Um, There was only a couple players, actually really only one player I liked out of their class that they took, and that was Paulson Adebo, the cornerback out of Stanford. He was one of the higher-rated recruits coming out of high school, very talented young corner, Um, but... Their first, the Saints' first and second round picks to me, Peyton Turner, the defensive end out of Houston, I think that was a reach. And then uh, Pete Warner, the linebacker out of Ohio State, I think that was another reach. So, again, confusing class to me. I don't know what they're doing, but Jake, what'd you think? Yeah, I'm going to hit on a player I really liked first. It was Paulson Debo out of Stanford, the cornerback. He was an opt-out player in 2020, but had a lot of buzz the year before going into the season. I think he's a very, very good cornerback, so I love the pick in the third round for them. In the fourth round, you know, this is kind of, you either love him or you don't. Ian Book out of Notre Dame, I'm a big fan of. Maybe I fell in love a little bit with his successful career at Notre Dame, played in a lot of big games. I think he's your classic uh, quarterback that, if you listen to him talk, he's a leader, uh, a good kid, it seems like, and I think he's talented. I do think he needs grooming, though, to succeed at the next level. So, I mean, what do you know? He ends up in New Orleans with Sean Payton, who's a perfect quarterback coach for him. And we'll see. I mean, he might be a career backup. Who knows? Maybe there's something special to him in the NFL. It excited me either way. Going back to what Bryce is talking about in the earlier rounds, round one and two, Payton Turner, it's hard to not call that one a reach. It might have been who they loved. Um, 
But New Orleans is usually pretty aggressive in the draft, and they go and they get who they want. But Peyton Turner, definitely not one of the defensive ends that I had in my top five or my power rankings. Pete Warner is a solid linebacker out of Ohio State. You know he's going to rack up tackles. But, again, it wasn't a pick that got you totally excited in round two, but I think we can probably agree will be a very solid player at the next level. I gave the New Orleans Saints, this is a little harsh, I gave them a D plus, but that's mainly just because of the Peyton Turner, what felt like a reach again, and they didn't have a lot of picks. They only had six picks, so it's hard to get excited and give a good grade to a team that didn't pick a lot. Bryce, what did you have for grade? Yeah, you said you was a little bit harsh with a D plus. I went with a D. I, I think it was not a very good, not a very solid class for the Saints. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Jake, what did you think of their class? Tampa Bay was tricky. On draft night, Bryce and I were kind of looking at each other. I, day night one and night two, kind of going, uh, what? And it's not because of the players they took. The players they took, we liked for the most part. I don't know that we're as high on Joe Tryon, the defensive end out of Washington, but for a team that has JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, the defensive end for the Buccaneers, aging and getting older, you'd like to have somebody in the ropes ready to go after him. And he, and he might be able to contribute in a rotational substitution basis. But then you go to round two and you take Kyle Trask. That's where it gets a little bit interesting in a team that just won the Super Bowl and is built to win a couple more Super Bowls, to take a quarterback in round two that won't play, think of all the receivers and all of the running backs or linemen or corners, really so many different positions that could contribute right away. And you took a player that's going to sit on the bench for two years, maybe even more, if Tom Brady seems to continue to beat father time. I think a lot of people do like Kyle Trask. I think there is potential there. It's just so hard to watch like a second-round pick just go away to a player that won't play right away on a team that can win today. Bryce, what did you think about the Buccaneers? Yeah, I totally agree. I really like Kyle Trask. However, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking him, not a big fan of that. To me, I want picks to win now. Every one of their picks, I wanted them to win now. If in two to three years... If they go 0-16 after Tom Brady retires, that's totally fine with me. That's actually best-case scenario. You, you have two three years where you try to get as many Super Bowls as you can. Um, that's best-case scenario. So that Kyle Trask selection, to me, was a win for the future. I think they should be 100% win now with every pick they take. And it, it just didn't seem to be that way for them. So... For their class, I gave them a B minus. Um, Jake, what'd you think? I gave them a C plus. It's just it'll be interesting to see do any of these players actually find a way to contribute early on. And you know, you, you always do want to be trying to think years ahead. But like Bryce said, I mean, you're just built to win now. It'd been great. Imagine if they could have added some big time contributors on day one and day two. It'll be interesting to see uh, watch where some of these players end up in the next year or two, a couple years. Right. The ultimate goal is to win as many Super Bowls as you can in the next two to three years, and it just seemed like a class that they weren't totally on that same page. So next up we have the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC West. Jake, what do you think of their class? Overall, a good class in my opinion. 
I really like the first pick of Zayvon Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. He's versatile, and I think after they just lost Hassan Riddick, I think this is a really good pick. In fact, I think Zayvon Collins, I like what his career ceiling looks like more than Hassan Riddick. I think he'll be a good addition to that D, and a D that added J.J. Watt as well. It's exciting time for the Arizona Cardinals. I think grabbing Marco Wilson, the corner out of Florida, was a really good move, especially for a team that seems to be a little thin at cornerback with adding Malcolm Butler helps, but it would have been it's nice to add Marco Wilson to that group with Byron Murphy as well. Getting Rondell Moore, this one's interesting. He was taken in the second round. The big question is his health. There was receivers I liked on the board better, like Diami Brown and Terrace Marshall. They just must look at Moore and think that he fits what they want to do there. He's a tough player, a really smart player. It's just the injury bug. But a Cardinals team that is pretty well-rounded just about every position, they can afford to take a shot on a guy like him. Remember, just a couple years ago, DK Metcalf in the second round was taken, and why he wasn't in the first round was complaints about his route tree at Ole Miss and injuries. So maybe Rondell Moore is kind of the next DK Metcalf story. Bryce, what did you think about the Arizona Cardinals draft? Yeah, overall, I think it was one of the best, better draft classes in this class. Coming from me, I think that's kind of crazy because I'm not a, the biggest Steve Kine fan. Um, I think how he handled the Josh Rosen situation was absolutely horrible. Um, taking wide receiver after wide receiver after wide receiver in the class when you had many other holes was just not my favorite thing in these past few classes. So I really like the Zayvon Collins pick. Um, in the first round, the linebacker out of Tulsa, but an overall solid class for the Arizona Cardinals, and they needed to win now. Jake? I'm with you, Bryce. You know, going into Kimes' history, there's been a couple times where Bryce and I just kind of shook our heads. You know, you would have liked to see Josh Rosen get traded before the draft or have a trade in place. If you knew you were going to take Kyler, get the most value out of Josh. Don't wait till after the draft is kind of what Bryce is alluding to. The big thing to me for this draft, I wanted to see them come away with some depth at the corner position. Like I said, they added Marco Wilson, Tay Gowan out of UCF. They did that. If you look at this roster, it's about as complete as any you'll find. It'll be really interesting and a lot of pressure for Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. It's kind of, you got to make a run this year in the playoffs or might be time to move on from Cliff. At least that's how it feels in Arizona. Overall, I gave the Arizona Cardinals a B plus on their draft grade. Bryce, what do you have? I surprisingly gave them an A minus. Again, one of the better classes of this draft. So next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams. Jake, what do you think of their class? Yeah, this was a this was a tougher one to grade. There's a lot of um, mid round picks, and you know, not a lot of players that really stand out that you look at and go, "Wow, there's a star." There's a a real Pro Bowl player. Their first pick was 2-2 Atwell out of Louisville, the receiver. Speedy, speedy receiver. Uh, he'll fit their system well. You know that's the kind of guy that McVay's going to uh, really plug and play into his system. But again, the picks after that, just they don't get you super excited. I like the pick of Bobby Brown out of Texas A&M, the defensive tackle, especially as you lose Michael Brockers to Detroit. But again, this class is a little hard to judge. Bryce, what did you think about this class? Yeah, a lot of 
swings on day three is the is the theme of this their class, um, and that doesn't always work out. To me, I think they're lucky if they get two starters out of this class. They were all six and se- seemed like sixth and seventh round picks mostly. Um, Tutu Atwell was their pick in the second round, the wide receiver out of Louisville, a tiny little receiver, perfect for McVay's system. But I'm not banking on that he's going to work out. Just a overall, the big knock is they went with a lot of late round picks and not home run picks by any means. So I gave them a D plus for their class. Jake, what'd you give them? I gave them a C. I wasn't as harsh, but I do agree with Bryce. It is hard to point and see a lot of starters on here. There's a lot of depth guys and maybe even some special teamers. But for a team that lost some really key players in the offseason, you were kind of hoping that they'd be able to plug in some guys that you know are going to be good contributors early on, especially for a team that's built to win now. Don't forget, they made that trade for Matt Stafford. That tells you we're ready to go. We're ready to win big games, get in the playoffs, win some playoff games. We'll see how much of the good coaching staff there with Sean McVay and others can overcome, and the new defense coordinator, Raheem Morris. We'll see how much of the losses they can overcome. It'll be interesting to watch. Next up, we've got the San Francisco 49ers, who were kind of the talk of the pre-draft season. As they traded up to number three, and it was just a guessing game, of what quarterback are they trading up to to replace Jimmy Garoppolo? Some people had Trey Lance. i got to give credit to Bryce. He called Trey Lance real early on, and he had it. Some had Justin Fields. Some had Mac Jones. I was on the Mac Jones train. But they got the guy they wanted. They made the aggressive move to go get him, and that's huge. What will be interesting to see is, okay, is Trey Lance going to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo? He lost time because of COVID with North Dakota State not playing at their normal season time. So is he going to sit? You really would like to see him play. He needs reps. He's got to get in the game and be playing in-game reps. Will Jimmy Garoppolo get traded is going to be the really interesting to, thing to watch in San Francisco. After Trey Lance, in round two, they took Aaron Banks, guard out of Notre Dame, who will uh, really help with the running game. They had some injuries and in interior offensive line. So a really solid and sound pick for them. After that was Trey Sermon, who you know is Kyle Shanahan's kind of running back. He's not exactly the most exciting running back, but he's just a tough, kind of a bell cow running back that you know they're just going to feed him, carries him, and Mostert, and whoever else they have in that rotation there, you know they're going to get carries, and they're just going to continue to run the ball, which also will help with Trey Lance's progression and easing him in. A player I liked on day three of the draft for the 49ers was Talanoa Hufanga. I hope I said that right. Safety out of USC. To me, a really exciting player. He's one of those players that you're sitting on a Saturday night watching college football Pac-12 at night, and you see this player who's running around like his hair is on fire. He's all over the field making plays. He's electric. He's exciting. I really like him. He's a fifth rounder, so you know he might start on special teams or maybe a rotational player in their secondary on defense. But hopefully, I think someone who might actually be able to contribute uh, later in his career. But either way, a fun career and a good three days for San Francisco. Bryce, what did you think? Yeah, I loved the Niners class. Again, loved the Trey Lance pick. Moving up, grabbing your quarterback. I think this guy, Trey Lance, is going to be probably the best quarterback of this class. Um, in five, if, if you look back at this class in five years, 
Um, so overall, really like this class. Um, tr again, Trey Sermon, reiterating what Jake said, the running back out of Ohio State. Not a very exciting running back, but um, a running back that fits Kyle Shanahan's zone system. So I gave him a B plus for their whole their class overall. Jake, what'd you give him? I gave him a B. I think the big thing is they got their guy in Trey Lance, a really talented, very smart quarterback, and a couple players later in the draft that could contribute and add to some depth there in San Francisco. And last but not least, in the NFC West, we've got the Seattle Seahawks. Bryce, what'd you think? So I think this is the worst class of the draft. Seahawks, only three picks in the whole draft. And those three picks, they didn't... I don't know that they made them count. Our first pick was Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver out of Western Michigan. A guy you're asking a lot to go into that wide receiver room and do do as, do as what they're expecting him to do. So again, only three picks. Ideally, I don't think it should be anything under five, but that's just my opinion. Jake, what do you think? I'm with you. It's a, it's a bummer to watch, you know. A team only get three picks because you really, really got to nail them and you really got to make them count, right? It would have been nice to see them, you know, maybe take a pick in there and maybe just turn it into two picks later on. But it just tells you maybe that where they were sitting in those picks, they found who they liked. Um, you're right. Dwayne Eskridge, it just a really solid player, but one that you wonder how early can he contribute and a team, too, that is in a really interesting spot because, you know, Russell Wilson, the drama we had this offseason with him uh, possibly wanting out. So if you're Seattle, are you trying to acquire talent to make him happy and keep him happy? They did make some moves in free agency, but it wasn't an overhaul by any means. And then only three picks in the draft and three players in Eskridge, Trey Brown, and Stone Forsythe that I don't know that are going to be able to contribute very early on so overall I gave them a D minus harsh but it's just hard to get excited when they only have three picks Bryce what'd you have yeah so I give them an F for this one I know really harsh but only three picks not not ideal um, they're not exactly the Tampa Bay Buccaneers their roster is not loaded up they need some more help and again only three picks not exactly giving them the help that they need well, that'll do it for this episode of the Gridiron Summit Podcast. We survived. You survived. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our content, including next episode, where we're going to go over the AFC draft grades as we went over NFC today. Thank you for listening. We had a lot of fun sharing our passion of talking football with you guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Until next time. Peace.